Hello again, and welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Well, welcome to that, whatever that is. Why did I, got... I agree to come back here? Why... <laughs> I, got, I, don't know, I, got, I got a thing. Uh, I got a thing. Stalker for punishment. <laughs> oh, that oh was, my that God! Again. Here, hold on, hold on. Hang on, hold I'm gonna, on. I'm gonna oh, start us over, folks. We'll start again. Cancel the show. We're gonna go over. Take this offline. We'll start again. Okay. Hello again. <laughs> Welcome to episode 171 of SDTC for Thursday, December. <laughs> if you're not aware, Super Deform Games Cast meets right here each and every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Fuck it, we're fucking we're live. I can't do this. <laughs> oh my god, Steve. It's fine. I I I, I empathize with Steve completely. It's fine. We deserve this anyway. It's all right. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> Oh, I have rum and coke in my nose. <laughs> I was doing good, but I'm a little, I'm a little questionable after whatever that was. I had like a, I, I don't know, like I got something caught in my throat the first time, and after that, I just completely lost my fucking bearing. So yeah. I'm, I'm done. Stephen Spawn, the the CEO or the COO of Able Gamers. Steve, this is your third time on the podcast now, right? I have lost count. It's I lost part of my soul the first time, and then I think I lost part of my pants the second. I don't know. So. Well, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I was under the impression the last time you were on, you were not wearing pants. That uh, is true. You did that, say that. We have no that way to confirm. No, no, I said streamers don't wear pants. I didn't confirm whether I'm a streamer or not. So, oh. um, yeah, yeah. Aren't you yeah, a streamer though? You're a streamer. Don't, don't tell Twitch. Don't tell Twitch that. They don't. They don't, need <laughs> they don't even know. I mean, I may, I may or may not be wearing pants myself. Who knows? I mean, God, it's, I it's, so. all, it, it, it's a guessing game. It's all a guessing game. I, I never wear pants. Unless you pay for the premium Snapchat, and then you know if John is wearing pants. If, it, like, whether or not I have pants, that's a subs-only thing that we'll do after the show. Okay. Right I just want you to know if my mic ever does this, it's because I'm standing up, and I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> that's really disturbing. I've learned a lot of information about which people in chat are wearing pants and which are not that I didn't have before, and I don't know if I wanted. Everybody in chat, if you're wearing pants, <laughs> if everybody in chat, if, if you're wearing uh, pants and pants, spam the Saki emote. If you're wearing pants, and if not, or or should I say, if you're not wearing pants, if you're not wearing pants, spam the Saki. Spam the Saki emote. emote and make people guess. Yep. Exactly. Gosh. Oh, hey, Candace. Candace, hi. How you doing, Candace? I hope you're doing okay. Candace just had a move, and uh, Candace is a very good friend of mine. Candace is Candace is awesome. Um, all right, guys. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Steve, first and foremost, uh, mm. you are now one of our most recurring guests on this podcast. Um, uh, I, I, I what apologize a mistake. for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Steve. I, I used to have a reputation. I don't know what happened. Why is everyone so mean? We have a nice podcast. We do oh, have yeah. a nice you're, podcast. Oh no, you're amazing, but John is, oh, just scares me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So kind of even, we we even out to just an average at that point. <laughs> yeah. So so here, here's my thing, right? Um, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. Uh, we're going to talk about. Are, what we have i've been playing video games too steve like oh, imagine good. that See, like, yeah no, why, i that, have that, that's why we're friends because we play games as a Is game journalist only... i hate video games oh wait okay and and i'm trying to destroy them Damn. 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 is that the only reason we're friends uh that and your yellow hat honestly 
I mean, the biceps too, honestly. So I, everybody loves my biceps. I'm not gonna. I mean, let's yeah. just be honest about that, yeah. right? Like yeah. everybody loves my my, my muscular biceps. What, what did so, they come up with the other day? Uh, unicorn smell or something like that? Something like that. So, yeah. yeah, it yeah, smells yeah. of a unicorn. I smell of yeah, unicorn yeah. And, yeah. and leather or something like that. Yeah, which yeah, is a hundred percent true. If, <laughs> if you've ever been within my general presence, you know that. So we're gonna talk about. What we've been playing, we're going to talk about. Rev is like it's already it's already up the rails. We're going to talk about our favorite PlayStation memories. Uh, we're going to talk about the Riot Games settlement, and we've got a ton of questions uh, from people on Twitter that we are going to answer with Steve here. And we are also, if we have time, we're also happy to take questions from the chat as well. Uh, I see a lot of people in chat actually that I don't recognize, which is awesome. We're so happy you're all here. Uh, thank you for coming to hang out with us tonight, and I hope everybody has a great time. Reb, since uh, since Zach is not here tonight to keep us in line, you want to take that job? I have no idea who those weirdos in chat could be at all. I don't know either. Mm. I could Reb? be. You know, okay. 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 Reb, Reb's in charge tonight. Reb, go. Go <laughs> what? Wow. What am I doing? <laughs> what are talk... you playing, John? John, what video game are you playing right now? Well, why don't we do our so guest first? panicked. <laughs> I'll do it, Reb. I'll do it. Steve, what have you been playing, man? Why are you so mean to me? <laughs> oh, wow. Reb, I just, wow. You're making I'm Reb sorry, cry. Man. I'm, I'm sorry, demoted and demoted in the same 30 seconds. That was impressive. I, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I was trying to log into Twitch chat. It's not letting me log it's in. It's like you got an administration <laughs> job you went through nice so quick. <laughs> I got hired and fired in about five seconds. Everybody Reb. say everybody Reb. say nice things to Reb. So I can't reply to that. Well, and right now... <laughs> I love Reb. when you yell at John. That's, that's my <laughs> I, I will say something nice to Reb. Okay. I is it about hope, Animal Crossing? I hope Animal Crossing is great. Thank you. And so I hope nice. you love it. I will. Thank you. I hope there's okay. a lot of animals that cross things. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot. There. Well, Steve, that's I take true. it you're not playing Animal Crossing. I'm not. No. No. What are you uh, playing, Steve? You know, uh, I'm, I'm playing my old favorites of a lot of the Rocket League. Fortnite's got me back again. I'm so sorry. Uh, you just lost a lot of subs when I said that. No, uh, I'm playing Fortnite too! <laughs> Yay! We should totally play. We actually um, should, yes. Do it. Um, and uh, I just picked up the recent uh, Phoenix Point, which is the XCOM sort of nod to the old original. And you can yeah. get it on uh, Ovid right now. It's really, really fun. Uh, reminds me of that old tactical squad shooter, and I'm really enjoying it. So is uh, is Fortnite one of those weird online games, Steve? Like, is it is it? It's an online game, right? Like, you're not you're not playing. We've moved beyond the couch, right, Steve? Like, <laughs> millions of people are logging online now, like more and more every day. To be fair, I think you might be able to play as a couch in Fortnite. I don't know. Uh, you can play as a lot of stuff. Um, but you know, it's weird. Uh, Fortnite is one of those weird things where uh, I I played it a lot, and the people I played with were very very serious and. Uh, you know, losing kind of sucked because if you if you lost, <laughs> you, bless you. Bless that was you. adorable, by the way. That was um, the most adorable sneeze I've ever heard in my life. I read that. Um, but if you lose, you know, you get it mad. If you win, you feel like you're entitled to the win. So it's like a no-win situation. And then uh, I started playing with some people who just took it as a game. And uh, I'll tell you what, people you play with matter so much for a squad game. Uh, really, really, really enjoy um, playing that silly game just as, as not taking it serious. I'm sorry, Steve. I have come around to Fortnite quite a bit, actually. I I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I did not like that game. I tried it, and I just really struggled with it. It was just really obtuse to me for some reason, even though, like, you think it's a pretty simple mm. premise. 
but mm-hmm. I started playing after the big season two thing, and I, yes. I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, and I really, really enjoyed it with what? other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I would, I would absolutely love to join you for it at some point. Yeah, I'll have to do. It. It's, it's, it's weird because Fortnite is so controversial, and I can't figure it out. I literally have people, regulars in my stream, were like, "Steve, I love you so much, but I'm not gonna watch on the nights you play Fortnite." And it's, it's heartbreaking. I hate that it, it kills some people's enjoyment. They won't watch, but at the same time, uh, it, like uh, mm-hmm. Rev said, it's, it's. With people, it's really fun, and they mm-hmm. added robots. For those of you who don't know, they added the uh, AI-controlled players. Oh, yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so if you're really not good. a high skill level, you can get some kills before you get murdered. So <laughs> that's. Yeah. I, I think there's like some, and I've experienced this. I experienced this a lot um, writing about and talking about mobile games. Um, but I think there there's definitely a a contingent of people who dislike games that are perceived as either for kids or for people who are maybe a little more casual and i think there are people who have that sentiment in malice and i also think there are people who don't have that sentiment in a malicious way but kind of pick it up from people who do and don't really think too hard about it um and so yeah there's definitely a contingent of people who don't who look down on fortnite and look down on mobile games and look down on i don't know anything that can kind of be picked up and played in a more casual way like that I think a lot of it just comes down to it's become cool to hate on it. So even Not if too, people yeah. don't have like, right about that. even if people don't actually have an opinion, they just know that they're like everyone else is doing it. So they jump on that bandwagon. It it happens sometimes. Yeah. It was like it's the also Mass popular Impact. with the kids. Yeah, it was like the Mass Effect Andromeda uh, glitch thing being overblown. Everyone was talking about it, so everyone jumped on, and it just snowballed. That's true. Well, like, I, I think I think that's all pretty accurate. You know, like my son, for example, he's going to be 12 in April, which is really terrifying. And on his Switch, he's got like literally 480 hours of Fortnite and like maybe 10 hours of every other game uh, other than Pokemon. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where like that's that's the zeitgeist right now, you know, and I'm sure at some point something else will come along and take its place. But yeah, like at some point the pipe, like, you know, once the... Once everybody starts streaming it, uh, after a while, after time passes, thing it becomes cool to hate it. Like you know, oh, it's mainstream, so I'm not gonna like it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, right. Like at the at, at the end yeah. of the day, honestly, people uh, people just like to dump on it, on anything that becomes mainstream because it's edgy or yeah. cool or whatever. What, yeah. what people don't re- for, remember is that uh, people used to actively cheer on Fortnite because it was getting close to dethroning PUBG. I remember that. And right. that was the game people wanted to hate on. And then they're like, yeah, Fortnite, take them down. And then Fortnite mm-hmm. went way beyond people's expectations. They're like, well, calm down, Fortnite. Maybe, uh, maybe stop. <laughs> There's also a couple people who seem to be mad at this thing called the, uh, the Epic Games. Store. No, nobody's no. mad. Rev. That's, that's crazy, Rev. That's that's ridiculous. Anyway, I like Fortnite, and I like a lot of games that a lot of different people can enjoy. I mean, listen. Shout out to their marketing team. I mean, I don't want to mm-hmm. make this a Fortnite podcast, but that that game season two event that worked. Hot like damn. it put yeah. it in my brain. My brain decided <laughs> I wanted to play it, and I was done with Fortnite too. I was like, all right, well, never playing that again. And just watching the stupid black dot in the middle of the screen for two days. <laughs> Made me want to play it, so I know that's why just... that's why I tried it again because I everybody was so noisy about it. I was like, fine, fine. This is this is now uh, super to Fortnite games cast. Oh, I, good, I'm good. I'm officially that's I'm one of the best puns game. you've done. Mm. Yeah, it's right? still like, not good. I've so done a say? lot of really good puns. Mm. And... Still a better name too. Yeah. All right. So uh... that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so as far as games that I've been playing. Um, 
on Tuesday night, uh, seeing as how I'm going to take this streaming ambassador, I was streaming on behalf of Take This uh, for Giving Tuesday. And what I decided to do was play some really, really shitty games. And, uh, yeah. and, and boy, oh boy, did I find some stinkers on Steam. I found the cheapest <laughs> games I could find uh, with the worst reviews. And uh, the first one I played was called uh, The Graveyard, right? And what the graveyard is, as I learned when I opened it, is you're just an old woman. It's black and white. You're an old woman, like an ancient woman. And you walk ever so slowly to a bench. Like, I'm talking I'm talking ever so slowly to a bench. Then you sit down on the bench, and you listen to some music for as long as you want. And then you get up from the bench, and you slowly walk towards the, en the entrance to the way to the graveyard, and that's it. That's the whole <laughs> game, right? And I was flabbergasted. I was like, wow. You gotta be fucking kidding me. And then when the game ended, it offered me right there on the stream, it offered me DLC for five dollars that includes the woman dying of old age. <laughs> That's wow. not funny. Why am I laughing? So wow. John, like you almost had me for a second there. I was going to like make a, a gentle remark like maybe we shouldn't you know sit here and shit on games that seem like they're bad maybe yeah. it's a little short experience that somebody made is like a meditation on death maybe it has some deeper meaning but the dlc thing no fuck that no, no it's literally <laughs> five dollars to watch an old woman die it's literally, it, it's, and it's literally like it's wow. like you know download the download the dlc that includes death and i was like holy shit so it's and like so the this, u.s medical system the game is that God, yeah damn yeah, like well, like, and like the crazy but thing accurate. is, is like, as you're walking towards the bench, you can hear like ambulances and sirens like throughout the city. And, uh, and like, and, and so, like, if so, like, if it's a meditative game, it completely ruins the atmosphere. Because I'm walking to the, I'm walking to the bench, it's like, and I was like, wow, this is a, what a, what a peaceful experience this is. And then it offers me $5 death DLC. I gotta tell you, I, I, you know, it's mighty ballsy of them to do DLC assisted suicide. Like that's, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> impressive. So, I can't like, I, you're paying five dollars. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like that game. Anyway, that's a premium anyway, service. Along. Well, this was a good. Usually, last you got to slip anyway. the doctor at least well, a twenty. Mm. SCGC was fun while it lasted, but I guess that's. May I recommend oh. instead of playing oh. the graveyard if you. Meditation on death with an old woman who walks places very slowly. Try playing The Stillness of the Wind. A good Look little farming me. sim about that a woman gradually wasting away on a farm in the middle of nowhere. Or but any it... of the other amazing, like, walking simulators that are actually good. Yeah. It's so, the, uh, a couple other games I played, I'll go over real quick. I played Get Rich or Die Gaming, which was <laughs> another... That's an actual game I found on Steam. It's called Get Rich or Die Gaming from Baller Studios. So which did you do? <laughs> did you get rich or did you die gaming? I did neither. I wanted to well, die Well, then gaming. what was the point of the game, John? I wanted to die gaming after five <laughs> minutes of Get Rich or Die Gaming. But it was um, uh, it, it was very clearly made by a guy in his basement talking into a Yeti mic. And yes, it, it was... Uh, Superb. I'm gonna post some pictures of it on Twitter after we're done here. Get Rich or Die Gaming was real. Then I played Garfield Kart, uh, which just fucking sucked. Like that game is just terrible. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait, wait! Go back to the Get Rich or Die Gaming. What you said? It, all I learned about that was that it was made by a guy in their basement talking on a Yeti mic. So it could have been any of you. Wow. It could have been. It, so okay. So Get Rich or Die. You know what? Uh, I'm actually gonna pull up the description for Get Rich or Die Gaming. What is oh, the game? I, I don't understand. I was, I was just about to read it. Go I ahead, pulled read it, it up for you. 
guide Wilson Cooper to his destiny. That's it. That, that's that's it? the description. That is the description. That's the description mm. for get everybody. Okay. Everybody in chat, go look up if you have so, to get Richard so Guy John, Gaming. So John, can you give us an actual description? What is the you game? It's a point and click. It, hold. On. It's oh. a point and click adventure game where your where your literal task is to start your own studio and create your own video game. Your dad kicks you out of your house at fifteen, mm. and you decide. <laughs> and then you walk around. And you're like you're like I need game. I need abuse. To, well, not only that, but you're like you're walking around and you look like Napoleon Dynamite, and this guy's like this guy's like 15, I need to be Don't make fun of him. I know I'm not, but he I'm just telling you what he better. looks like. He he looks like Napoleon Dynamite, and the whole point of the game is he's like I need to go start my own game studio and also score some drugs. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> uh, yes, that, of course. I mean, why not, right? All right. It, it was uh, it was a it was a it was a terrible fucking game. It was a terrible fucking game. I played Garfield Kart. No, Finn. Finn, you have a question. No, no. I just want to read some of the amazing user reviews. Oh, yes. Good, yeah. please. Oh, go ahead, please. Uh, Steam is now worse than Newgrounds. <laughs> it's one of those games that make you embarrassed to have it in your Steam list. Yep, okay. Uh, and it's in my pro, Steam list right now. Pros, none. Cons, everything. <laughs> Unplayable. Uh, a bad high school project that ended up on Steam somehow. It's a giant pile of glitch. It's ah. it's terrible. It's it's fucking awful. But well, all right. I won't get into the rest of the end of the rest of the bad games I played. One one thing he I He wants will to say, talk about Garfield Kart. No, I really don't want to talk about Garfield Kart. I seriously don't. <laughs> well, if you don't want to talk about, about it, don't talk about it for very long because we spent all, a lot all of I'll time. Is, the last game I played was Alien Isolation on Switch for about thirty minutes, and there is no reason the game should look that good on a handheld. It's it is so weird. Incredible what they've done. What game? Alien he's, isolation. Talking about, he's talking about a good game now. A good game. Alien he, Isolation. He changed, he changed okay. on us. I changed, yeah, I changed gears. It, it looks fucking... It's the best-looking handheld game I've seen uh, as far as third-party ports go. It's incredible. I'm done. Derek, go ahead. Sure. Um, God, I'm been busy. Um, Pokemon, right? Pokemon came out, and I've been playing that, like, nonstop because it's so good. Um, I've been playing uh, Mass Effect 2 and The Evil Within 2 both on uh, stream, and that's been a continuing thing, and I'm rediscovering my love for both of those. Um, Age of Empires 2, the definitive edition, uh, came out, and that is always a comfort food game for me to dive in, play a couple games of every now and again. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's Age of Empires 2... You know, real-time strategy games are hard, folks. Like, I'm not even good at them, uh, but it doesn't matter. I enjoy them so much. Um, and then I have been uh, continuing my self-inflicted torture of playing through the Call of Duty series. Uh, I don't as know I've, why you're doing I've that. never played... Well, look, so as I explained in chat, um, in, in the DMs, I once sat down and marathoned the Transformers movies, which I hate uh, because I needed to remind myself how much I hate them. Um, and nothing Call of Duty does to me can be worse than what the Transformers movies did to me. So um, I've been playing the Call of Duty games, just the campaigns, and I've been moving through them. And they're not they're not terrible. Um, they're not really my type, but it's kind of interesting. I have actual, like, reasonable feedback on most of them. I'm on Ad Advanced Warfare now, the one with Kevin Spacey, uh, which yes. is not making me happy, but... At least, mm. at least he's not a good person um, in the game as well as in real life. So, yeah, he's, yeah. Um, but like you know, they've they've done some stuff with the movement options that that are more in line with. I, I grew up on stuff like Unreal Tournament. I like shooters, but I grew up 
in the 90s on like super fast paced shooters um so call of duty has always been very antithetical to the kinds of shooters i like to play um so this this has been interesting um but you really can only play so many call of duty campaigns in a row before party dies inside yeah like one yeah Yeah. i can play i can play less than one call of duty campaign. i can I can only hear the phrase Oscar Mike so many times in a single day <laughs> before my brain just shuts down. Tango on your six. Yeah, I can't. I can't with with <laughs> with jargon that I know does not actually get used uh, in no, the field. Not once in the Marine Corps did I ever say Oscar Mike. I just said get the yeah. fuck down. Also, like I mean, background for everybody. I'm I'm kind of like broadly cynical about anything military. Uh, you know, I mean, I, my, my dad was in, uh, the air force, my, uh, stepmom, uh, was in the army. So it's, it's not like I, I grew up separated in distance from this stuff that actually kind of specifically informs, um, I'm just deeply cynical about the military and the military industrial complex and American imperialism. So like going into call of duty as somebody who doesn't buy into like the America oorah, um, is is always interesting because some of these games are willing to kind of poke at that and some of these games Derek, are just what's, like what, what's wrong with america oh there's a lot wrong with america there's a lot <laughs> fucking understand. wrong with america i work in a news station i have to see it every <laughs> night i'm but, sorry but i won't tolerate any anti-american sentiment on this yeah. podcast what but uh Ooh. but yeah so uh, some of these games straight up just are cartoonishly jingoistic and it's it's bad i'm forcing myself through it's it but real bad yeah. i get to stop and then i get to pick up and play some good wholesome pokemans pokemans uh, pokemans which i'm having Poke a lot of mans so can can me and finn sort of bounce off that and because i know both of us are playing pokemon too sure please go right ahead can we just like have pokemon five minutes you can have go a pokemon ahead. five I, 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 as long as steve is okay with that uh what i'm sorry i was asleep what, what was that <laughs> <laughs> Steve, are you a Pokemon person? Do you Pokemon? No, because it's Nintendo, and Nintendo super hates people with disabilities. Yeah, so yeah that's, that's, very, sorry. that's a very good point. Point, yeah. yep. No. Yeah, I'm getting a note. I can't say that about Nintendo. Uh, all I can say is that they Nintendo don't do accessibility. Yeah. So. There's actually, I, I do, on, on this note, um, there's a thing that kind of bothers me about Sword and Shield. Uh, one major yeah. criticism I have for it, um, that there, there is an item that lets you adjust individual audio sliders for different elements Uh like music sound effects things like that and to me it is bonkers to not have audio sliders you missed the crucial point of that it is an optional quest yeah it's just a dude you can talk to a couple towns Uh in to get yeah he's just standing like around wait hold on so you can so it's a random dude that just has there's just a dude in like the third town and you talk to him and he gives you airpods and the airpods allow you to actually do volume sliders yeah so you can like that's that's like the fable three menu that you had to navigate by wandering around like an actual level so like okay i don't i don't want to soften how stupid this is because this is deeply deeply ridiculous this is not (laughs) this is not a good thing i will i will just like clarify this audio sliders have not been an option in pokemon games before this so this is the first time they've been introduced like usually it's just like a toggle something on and off kind of thing which i think there's still like at least one audio option that isn't locked to this i'm not sure but yeah he's 
it's just this guy that's standing around and I think like the third town that you visit, he's like up, he's like walking around against the wall. He looks like every other dude in the game. There's like no reason you would ever go talk to him unless you're actively talking to every NPC and he gives you these things and the options pop up. It's very, very weird. And I cannot fathom why they did it this way. There's just yeah. no reasonable explanation for it. I, I didn't even know this was a thing until I just randomly into the game. And I was like, oh, I didn't yeah. realize I could screw with the set. Oh, okay. All right. Now, yeah. that's one way I mean, you've never been able to before. So it's, and I think that actually makes it worse because it's not like people have been expecting this option and then come to the game and think, wait, where is this? How do I unlock this? And then try yeah. to figure it out. It's, they, like, it's they a try thing to make... that's not available to them. But like, it's 2019 and it's weird that a game that has something like one-handed operation options, which is like a nice thing to have yeah. um, in Pokemon and Pokemon's had that kind of, kind of, not standard. It's been on and off for a bit, but like, yeah, let's go with the disaster. Yeah, but like, yeah. Um, hey, you know, here's something that is has incredibly simplified, potentially even one hand control schemes. Should be in a lot of ways easier. It's not relying on precise touch controls. Um, like, but then, really, just incredibly dumb choices. Uh, but I mean, again, that's Nintendo. I hate to say it. I love them, but yeah. No, that one's Game Freak, though. That particular one is, is a development thing. Like, Nintendo didn't swoop in and tell them how to do Well, right, but I, Nintendo as the publisher still could could be like, look, we've got to, you know, like, yeah, we've got to enforce some accessibility. Yeah, Publishers fair. control the rules and standards for accessibility. So yeah. if a game doesn't have the right accessibility, they can kick it back. Yeah. It, two, two people had a problem here, and neither of them fixed it. Yeah. yeah. No, I... I am I am really enjoying Pokemon. It's it's a weird feeling because I love I I've loved Pokemon since I was a kid. I've always enjoyed the games. I am playing the the crud out of this. I am working on finishing the Pokédex. I got over 260 caught this morning. I'll probably I'm going to try to finish it. Um I'm really enjoying it. I'm doing max raid battles, but it's a weird feeling because even though I'm like enjoying my time and I'm having fun, I recognize that so much of it is not good. Like, um, it's just, the story was, the story of the game itself was not an entertaining one or a set, like, a sensical one in any way. Like, not, like, it just had all these weird, pointless plot holes and boring sections and things that felt like they should have been bigger that weren't. Um, the online is a mess. It's, I, a, I put, it's so bad. <laughs> I put a little video on my Twitter this morning, not just but um it's of a person on a bike just flying through the air which is just great <laughs> um max raid battles are extremely fun in concept and i love doing them also it's really hard to fill your party with other human beings which it should yeah. not be given how many people are playing pokemon right now and when you fill them with npcs the npcs just suck they're terrible the AI yeah so yeah, it's, it's just it's just this weird like juxtaposition of enjoying myself actively, but recognizing that I'm enjoying myself probably for, for like a mix of nostalgia. I do like the monster designs. Like I'm enjoying collecting all these new Pokemon. Like I'm having fun doing that. Um, I do, I have opinions on the national decks, which I really want to write about um, that. I think, I think actually the national decks is like the, the least of the game's problems. I think it's actually, actually what they did was kind of smart and good. Um, which is, I know, an unpopular opinion, but I think it's, like, the, the least harmful thing they did with this game. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I feel weird about it, and I I don't, I, I don't know, yeah. It's, it's a real weird game. I think some of it is because the game's on the Switch, and I just like playing Pokemon on the Switch regardless. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a super fun game. I mean, uh, I think I think that's the thing about accessibility and 
Switch and Nintendo in general is we wouldn't be half as upset about it if it weren't games that, you know, literally I've, I have 11 year olds come to me crying because they can't play. So, yeah. you know, uh, and, you know, so to, to spin it from the down to the up, uh, Pokemon seems like an amazing thing. And I enjoyed um, using the, the blue stack way to play Pokemon Go just so I could experience my first Pokemon game. So. Yeah, I, I would like to be able to play uh, the new ones, even though this one's getting kind of panned by lots of people, including some of the things I heard here. Uh, so uh, I don't think it was their best foyer into Pokemon, but, you know, the thing is, Pokemon's such a big IP, it really doesn't matter. You can have a an 8 out of 10 and people are still going to go bonkers for it. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ju- so, Justin, to answer your question uh, that you put in the chat, um, so my understanding is that Pokemon, the IP, is owned collectively, like in thirds, by Game Freak, Creatures and is it Nintendo? And Nintendo. The Pokemon Nintendo. company is, they is all like the three own. They all three own a share in the Pokemon company, which is the entity that controls all Pokemon. Game Freak then is the developer. I don't think Creatures actually really does anything with Creatures it Inc. is uh, involved in some basic creative stuff, but it's more partnership because I think created or Creatures yeah. Inc. is more involved with all the other. Um, you know, so stuff like the card game, which there's yes. a specific company that actually makes the card game, but they make it like under and for Creatures Inc. Yes. and the Pokemon Company. Um, so I think yeah. Creatures Inc. exists more to handle the non-video game aspects of uh, Pokemon. But it's just this weird, like, Nintendo and Game Freak and uh, Creatures are kind of all part of the Pokemon Company. And it's... Yeah, they all they all own like a third of it, basically. Okay, so that's thing. even more confusing than yeah. I thought because I forgot about creatures. Yeah, uh, well, and it's, it's awkward people. too because then you get you get people criticizing. A lot of people criticize Game Freak for things that Nintendo has probably like been adamant about, like in terms of release, like release cycles and things like that. But then, but then they also criticize Nintendo for things that Game Freak probably did. So it's yeah. but then, then Nintendo has like this oversight over Game Freak. It's very. It's very muddy, and it's really hard to know who's doing what and why. I'm going to shout out somebody that's not a, a part or affiliated with us. Um, the the uh, YouTube channel Mother's Basement did a fantastic breakdown on the Pokemon franchise and kind of how it's locked into this marketing cycle that kind of locks Game Freak into these really, really tight schedules and, and, and makes it where Pokemon is the way it is. Uh, and it, it's great. It's like 15 minutes, a great breakdown of the totality of it. So if Pokemon as a whole is confusing to you i do uh and i do uh suggest you check that out uh joff is also just a really good guy um and that's not an easy thing to say about people who are on youtube for money these days <laughs> all right justin uh justin why don't you go ahead and then we jump into we our first i do want to make sure that finn didn't have Finn well, you know, I, know, I thought they were doing. I thought Finn and Rep were doing. I, I, I dragged Finn into that. I, I want to make sure that Finn has a chance to talk. Yeah. Also, I hadn't actually said anything about Pokemon yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Red, go, okay, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm also playing Pokemon. <laughs> oh, okay. No, Finn, do you what have anything else you want to add about what you're playing? No, that's that's pretty much it. It's been a busy week of a uh, couple of weeks of work, so it's just a uh, slogging my way through Pokemon. I you got had a trade. really busy few weeks. I got the trade with Reb. Yesterday. You did. I gave oh, you a ditto. You gave me a ditto, and I gave you a Silicobra. Which I did not have yet, so that was, a, good, that was a helpful entry Teamwork. in my Pokedex. Exactly. Your hair looks great, by the way. So, yeah, you looking you. sharp as fuck, my dude. Your yeah. beard looks really good, actually. Yeah. Like, the fuck. beard is looking good. 
Don't wriggle your eyes at me. I paid you a compliment. Your beard <laughs> you looks did. good. No, it's not what you said. It's just the, the, the I play Pokemon and then suddenly compliments. I don't know. I mean, was, your tree it, it, in the background looks amazing. I love it. It does. Really oh, does. Thank does. you. Yeah. And that's your only shirt, half Your shirt. I really like your shirt, too. Your oh, shirt is fantastic. Those headphones are amazing. <laughs> you know, coming from Steve, it means something. You know, Finn, yeah. you, you got a you smile know. that could light up the room. Okay. Finn, so, I never uh, Finn, I never noticed the little uh, speckles in your uh, eyes. I mean, I can I can help you here. Finn, I think you're just amazing, buddy. <laughs> Finn, I never noticed the uh, I never noticed the layout of your of your living room there. It's very tasteful. Yeah. I really like it. Your chest hair looks really good too. Is, is, that, a is that a shadow <laughs> Hey Justin. Hello, Rap. What are you playing, buddy? <laughs> so, um, I've still been playing a lot of uh, Call of Duty. Um, it's not particularly great, but it's a it's scratching an itch that I've had with like a multiplayer game that hasn't really been scratched in a while since it moved. Like everybody kind of moved away from, hey, here's a casual game you can jump in and play for a while. To here's a real serious business multiplayer game that you need to have a group of four friends to be able to play. So. I've been playing that. Um, I've also been playing Luigi's Mansion, um, yes! which, I'm, which I'm really enjoying. I, I'm a big fan of the first two games, and uh, I really, really like what they've done with Luigi's Mansion 3. Like, they took a lot of kind of some of the new mechanics and approaches that I liked from 2, but like combined it with, you know, the approach to level design that the first game had, and then just expanded it out a whole lot. Um, also, I cannot believe that game is running on the Switch. Oh, it's like, unbelievably like, good looking, like, yeah. Like, it runs at a higher resolution than most Switch games with steady performance and yeah. looks quite good. Like, it's the first game I've played on Switch that feels like, visually feels like a fully featured modern. Uh, it can, it can look, it, like, I wouldn't be shocked to see it, like, on an Xbox or a PS4. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's, it's really impressive. So I've really been enjoying that. And I also have started doing a Wii Fit, or Ring Fit, sorry. Um, it's the same thing. No, it, it is, is not. not. <laughs> I've, heard it, Ring, I've heard Ring Fit doesn't work. Okay, so we, uh, uh, Wii Fit was more of like a, here's a nice little like lifestyle wellness thing that anybody can do. Ring Fit? Is like, we got a swole ass dragon that needs to get the shit kicked out of it. You need to train right now. <laughs> I have been so sore this week from that game. Like, and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about how it's actually structured. Like, so to move through a level, you jog in place and it tracks the speed at which you are jogging and that controls the speed of your character. Like, to jump through the levels, you have to, like, aim the ring thing down and squeeze it in, and that launches you into the air um, flex. to like, jump. Ooh. Yeah, and, yeah, like, that like thing it. has some serious resistance. Um, and, like, there's little things off to the side that, like, you can aim and, like, shoot puffs of air at. Um, and then every now and then there's a monster battle, which is, like, a turn-based RPG battle, except your moves are, like, a full set of a workout. So it's like, here, do 17 squares. And then, uh, depending on how well you execute them, that determines the damage that you are that you do to the enemy. And then, like, the last, like, five, it's like, okay, do them fast. Um, and then, like, when you have to, like, 
when you get attacked, you push the thing against your stomach and like hold your abs. Uh, and that generates a shield around your character that has abs on it. Ah. Um, the shield has abs, and then that's your defense. Like, it's both a very fun game and like a crazy good workout. So I'm gonna keep sticking with that and see how nice. it goes. I do. That's awesome, man. I uh, I'm just I'm right now. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about a dragon that potentially fucks with washboard abs. So like you know, that's, oh that dragon that puts you in line with a lot of the there's internet, no John. Potential. There's no potentially. The dragon yeah. absolutely fucks. Let's just get that. Uh, out. I mean, like it, <laughs> Drago is Drago's an interesting Nintendo character. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nintendo well, discovered Twitter. We're, all right, we're, all right. So we're, this is going way too long. We're gonna move on, and we're, we're we are going to talk about the 25th anniversary of PlayStation, and talk about some of our memories, some of our favorite memories of PlayStation. And this isn't gonna be like a, you know, one person talks at a time. This is just a conversation. Anybody can jump in if they want. Uh, and um, so yeah, PlayStation's been around for 20 years. Uh, I believe the PlayStation One dropped in 1995, if I'm not mistaken. I, in I the U.S., ninety-four in, the, in Japan. In Japan, right? Ninety-four in Japan, uh, and um, I had one on uh, day one. Actually, I, I received it as a gift, oh. and I, I know, right? That's really sweet. That's nice. And of, you know, and I was somebody who grew up with like you know Nintendo and Super Nintendo, and the first game I played was Crash Bandicoot. And in retrospect, like looking back at Crash Bandicoot right now, Steve, like it, like. OG Crash Bandicoot, it's so ugly. Like that game has not held up well. But but back then, like my 15-year-old mind was absolutely fucking blown that I was controlling a character that ran in three dimensions and was running towards the screen at me. And I was flipped. I was like, this is the best game I've ever played in my life. Crash Bandicoot is it. Steve, were you a PlayStation kid? You know, it's funny. I was actually just having a conversation the other day about consoles and how, not like a boomer versus zoomer kind of thing, but it's interesting how when we were younger, everybody was like, do you own all the consoles? Because I do. It's amazing. And like, you would just bounce between them and you would play all of them as much as you could. And now, it, you know, it's it's much more, well, are you Xbox or are you PlayStation? Like, it's yeah. it's turned into faction wars at some yeah, point. Yeah, that, that's when to- it started. Yeah, get reputation by grinding each other down, and not like the Apple either, like real grinding. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I liked PlayStation One. I, I we were actually talking about um, there was a, a helicopter game. Gosh, if I can remember the name of it, but maybe someone in chat knows. But there was a helicopter was game where War- you was it Warhawk? I, I, it might have been, but it was where you went through the city and you actually had to destroy tanks on a road, and you could shoot a missile into the background art, which was a building. And it would make like a little crack in the window, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is so advanced! It's realistic." Could it have been nuclear strike? Could have been. It was. It was the first time the background started to be destructible in the quote-unquote away. It was just like, "Look at that! Twelve tomahawk missiles make a crack in a window." It's That's so amazing. realistic. I feel oh, like I'm there. I mean, war right now. It's like, yeah. So it's. <laughs> It was it was amazing, and how easily we were made happy back then just, just cracks me up. I, uh, Go ahead, Derek. You want to say something? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, like, I, you know, I'm, I will, I will, I have always been, um, all over the place, right? I mean, I grew up playing games on computers. I've always had Nintendo stuff. Um, 
you know, uh, and I remember getting the original PlayStation um, relatively late in its life. I don't think I've ever been in um, day one on any PlayStation system. I'm usually a couple years to like halfway through before I even actually get one. Um, but I've, I've, I've been with PlayStation since the beginning, um, generationally. And I think for me, uh, when I got my PlayStation, uh, I got Final Fantasy VIII and Final Fantasy IX. Um, those are two banger ass fucking games. Yeah, you get and, and a couple with. others like Digimon World One and like uh, the original Vigilante Eight. Um, so like, I mean, I had some stuff to play that was like real fun. And it wasn't like the beginning of 3D gaming to me because again, I'd been playing on like a Nintendo 64. I'd been playing, you know, Ocarina of Time by that point. But um, Final Fantasy Eight was was the first thing I really like heavily dove into on the original PlayStation. Um, and that's kind of a hard. Uh, like lock in my head um, with the brand, uh, not just because Final Fantasy stayed uh, on PlayStation systems primarily for a long time, and that's a, a huge franchise in my childhood, but um, there was really nothing on the Nintendo 64, right, or the Super Nintendo um, that I had played um, okay. that was really quite like something like Final Fantasy 8 or 9. Um, and, and JRPGs really skipped the uh nintendo 64 um, they really did you know and even when we hit like gamecube and playstation 2 jrpgs were broadly playstation 2 that's where all of almost all the great jrpgs went with with like mm -hmm. a couple of except tales of symphony on the gamecube fantastic um a lot of people apparently like bot and kaitos but don't forget skies of arcade yes! yeah kaitos yes but um thank you we're not talking about Quest 64, Finn. We're not. Quest 64. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, like, as somebody who grew up, like, really hungering for JRPGs, um, you know, and hungry for games with, with stories and characters and writing um, more than just combat and platforming challenges, um, like, PlayStation was there to feed that when Nintendo was not. Um you know, and um, I think it's always going to be a little special to me for that. Can we, uh, speaking of, of Pokemon, I know John and I are the elders of the channel, but <sighs> does anybody remember Monster Rancher? Yes. Oh, actually, yes. Yeah. yes. Now I know I'm on a gamer podcast. Okay? Yes. Monster Rancher was so good. We've all got our gamer cards, Steve. <laughs> I cannot in, uh... believe the amount of CDs I went through trying to get different. <laughs> Still to this day, don't know. Was Finn it? is like over here, like I know what you're talking about. I remember. I remember you'd you'd put in. Uh... Oh no, Finn, we can't hear you. Finn, we can't hear you at all. Did you did you unplug? Did you so mute? excited, he unplugged his computer. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Finn, we can't hear you, buddy. Oh no. He's meditating. Get down, Mr. President. I was a, yeah. I was first <laughs> worrying that we were stepping all over you, and then I realized no. Yeah, Finn, we still can't hear you, buddy. Oh my oh, god! No. I don't know. I got Finn. Just Finn. unplug. Plug well, back well, in. Well, we'll, we'll keep going, Finn. Okay. Will you will you raise your hand if you promise you will yell at us when you get it solved? Yeah. Okay. Um, so he didn't raise his hand. Finn, Steve. raise your hand right now. Steve, Steve do you want to give a description of what? monster rancher is for those that might not be familiar with it yeah sure since uh finn the excited is muted uh yeah. so so 
Monster Rancher was like the first Pokemon game in a lot of ways. You literally would put in the Monster Rancher CD. You would go and you would capture a monster at a monster trainer and it would tell you, load your monster. And you would have to put in a different CD that you had in the house. And depending Ah. on what CD you put in, it would give you a different monster with different stats. Are you back, Finn? Yeah. No. 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 So excited. Uh, but it was so good. You actually caught them with your physical CDs in your house. And I know the kids are like, "What? What? What is a CD? It used to be no. a small disc that Come we put on. down." On. We know what so, CDs are. Do you? Do you? Do you no. really though? I'm not yeah. that young, Steve. You're like I'm grown 21. up. You're you're 20. I'm 28. I, I don't believe it. 21 and a half. That's all I give you. I'm I'm 29 in January. Come on. Red, you do look very small and young. Like I, do. I didn't yeah. realize Red was yeah. older than me. Yeah. Yeah, not, not by much, but just by a little not bit. Not a baby, guys. <laughs> not was, a gamer baby. Listen, if we go, we went and got a drink at PAX, they would absolutely card you and take your ID. So Absolutely. I yeah. have yeah. got. I have not yep. gotten carded at several establishments, thank you. <laughs> then. 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 Now? Yeah! yeah! Well, that's what because- were you going to I just, I just, I had to switch to my webcam mic, so I might not no. have as good quality. But I don't know what happened. Okay. I have to get my. Off of there. I, I, I was saying I cannot believe how many CDs from girls in school I borrowed. Right. <laughs> right. Slick. I was like, that's I was a like, brave admission. Ooh, I don't even care. What are you talking I, about? I'm proud of my dude. Look, that's why I can definitively say Backstreet Boys were better than NSYNC in the early in the in, in that in that early period. Okay, Backstreet's Back is definitively better than Bye Bye Bye, and that's just facts. That's See, I, I just have this mental picture now of Finn walking up to some girls in high school and being like, "Listen, I'm high school with you," yeah. or high or uh, listen, oh yeah, high school, and being like, "Yo, listen up, can I borrow your Backstreet Boys CD? I'm playing Monster. <laughs> See, I'm playing Monster Rancher right now. Uh, and- it was middle school, and I just had to be like, "Yo, there's this cool game that uses CDs, but I need to use different ones." Can I borrow them for a day and I'll bring them back tomorrow? Because, you know, and they're like, weird, but sure. Yeah. Weird, <laughs> but okay. But no, lots of random. Look, babe, here's the skinny. You got any CDs on this list? <laughs> like... Right? Yeah. I'm just saying the best monster I ever got was on an Ace of Base CD, so I don't know. <laughs> tell you. Oh, Whoa, dude, you, you saw the yeah. sign. I did. Oh, John is actually doing good tonight. All she, all she wanted was another baby, okay? Oh. She's gone tomorrow, Steve. Uh, yeah, no. Can uh, I can I drink yeah, in on PlayStation talk? Yes, yeah. please talk. Yeah, okay. Stop so, asking permission. Just yell over I will us. Always, no, never. Um, I <laughs> did not get a PlayStation initially. Uh, quite like Derek, I was a, a Nintendo kid. I initially got the 64 because Mario 64 was awesome. Then I quickly realized it was only Mario 64 for a long time. <laughs> and then and you have to understand, like John knows, we just had come off of Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy 3, which is 6, but for us it was 3. And so after Final Fantasy 3 blew my mind and Chrono Trigger blew my mind, I'm like, I cannot wait to see what Square does next. And they're like, oh, you want to know what we're doing next? We're going to PlayStation, bitch. And I'm like, I guess I am too. <laughs> and when Final Fantasy 7 came out, I went to Blockbuster and I rented the PlayStation with my because you could do that back in the day you could mm-hmm, rent consoles from Blockbuster because my parents were like we're not paying for another system we just got you a Nintendo 64 I'm like Steve guess what I know what Blockbuster is oh oh because you watch Captain Don't Marvel believe. got it okay 
So I, I got it and I got Final Fantasy VII and no one told me you needed a memory card. So when I realized you couldn't save, I left it on for the entire week and I played straight and I beat Final Fantasy VII and then I bought a PlayStation because Final Fantasy Tactics was coming out and then I got the demo disc that had Brave Fencer, Musashi, and Xenogears. Yeah! And Fucking Bushido Blade, still one of the greatest fighting games that I don't know why they've never remade. Please, uh, for the love of God, bring Einhander to modern console. Oh, man. Steve, come back. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. He had to go somewhere real quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, he blamed you. He's got to go to Blockbuster. He's got to go back in time. Oh, he's got to he's got to go up to the last blockbuster in Alaska. Oh yeah. God! <laughs> and and my final just like specific PlayStation One memory is because PlayStation came out during middle school, so I didn't have a job. I didn't have disposable income like I did by the time PS Two hit. And I remember saving up my money because I there was no real internet back then, so we got most of our news from the magazines, and there was just these single page ad inserts for lunar silver star story by working designs and i was like so good this looks so good and then it was like and when you buy it it comes with all this cool shit because this was before collector's editions were ever really a thing and lunar came with some swag in it it did lunar came with motherfucking swag dude and i saved up and i had it pre-ordered at babbage's and it was kept getting delayed it was like delayed like six months but every no one i didn't know that so i would get like the current release date and i would get a ride to Babbage's, and I would go and they'd be like, "Yeah, it's not out yet." And then it finally came out, and it was great. And With whenever finished Babbage's, I just want to—I feel so old. God, fucking Babbage's, mm-hmm. or like EB, mm-hmm. like like. I remember oh. EB. Yeah, yeah, I worked, was I worked at a Babbage's. Here's I worked the thing. At a Babbage's. Here's here's the thing about PlayStation. It it it, it was weird, right? Like. When it was first in, like the PlayStation was originally supposed to be an add-on for the Super Nintendo. Like I don't know how how many people know that. Literally but everyone, it was, I'm sure. <laughs> it looks like Reb doesn't know. <laughs> PlayStation was originally supposed to be an add-on for the Super Nintendo, yep. and Nintendo kind of was like, "Oh, we're not going to do that anymore." And Sony was literally like, "Yeah, well, we'll show you, motherfucker." And they put out the PlayStation. And mm-hmm. when Final Fantasy VII was announced for the for the PlayStation. They had actually worked up a a demo uh, for the N sixty four. And Finn, if you remember, uh, they actually had a um, they had a running demo of Final Fantasy VI running in three D with three D yep. models on the N sixty four as a demonstration of what it could do. But when Final Fantasy VII was announced for the PlayStation, two things happened. One, in Japan, everybody immediately went, "Okay, well, fuck Nintendo, PlayStation, it is." That was that was huge because Final Fantasy in Japan up to that point was synonymous with Nintendo. And two, here in the United States, Final Fantasy wasn't yet really a mainstream household name. However, nobody had ever seen anything like Final Fantasy VII before visually. I remember yeah. going I remember going to EB and they had big, back then CRT televisions because there was no such thing as flat screens back then, big CRT televisions with uh, FMVs from Final Fantasy VII playing. And yep. uh, and I'd never seen anything like that before. And uh, Final Fantasy, or not Final Fantasy VII, but PlayStation in general was the first console that really exemplified the future to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, this is what this this is what video games can be. This is we're, we're living in the future now, and obviously everything looks archaic. <laughs> but I that was the first time I really felt 
Like I was, but like we were moving, like like the industry had forward mo- mo- momentum. Like Steve, does that make any sense at all? Or mm-hmm. no, yeah. I mean, don't forget that PlayStation One was brought us things like Theme Hospital and you know some of the advancements uh, in the Digimon world that we mentioned, Xeno Gears. I mean, Tekken Three and Diablo too. I mean, you know these these were these were some of the 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 games that sort of changed gaming as we knew it. I had a really similar experience to, well, sort of a similar experience to Derek um, and and Finn a little bit too. I grew up as a Nintendo kid. um, So, and I actually didn't really grow up with video games. I mean, I know I just like advocated for my age a few, a few minutes ago, (laughs) um, but I didn't really start playing video games until I was like 10 or 11 or so with a Game Boy Color. And I didn't get a console until a few years later when I saved up my money and bought my own GameCube. And then my GameCube was my console for years and years and years. I didn't get another one. Like my parents didn't get me one. I didn't like have pocket money to get one. Um, So I was pretty much stuck with handhelds and the GameCube for years. And, but my friend had a PS2 and then later a PS3. And so I knew she was always talking about like all these RPGs. Like I remember um, in middle school, she got Kingdom Hearts. And she would come, and every morning before school, we would stand in the hallway, and she would explain to me what had happened in Kingdom Hearts that night, and she had played it. And I wanted to play Kingdom Hearts so fucking bad, but I couldn't afford the console. So um, I played Chain of Memories on the Game Boy Advance. I actually really liked Chain of Memories. I know no one else did, but when that's your only Kingdom Hearts, you do kind of like it. Um, but eventually, I got to college, and I had, you know, like a job, disposable income, and I saved up. And at this point, the PS3 was, like, out. But I went and bought a used PS2 on Amazon and I went back because I wanted to play all these old RPGs that I had missed. I wanted to play and I got like Final Fantasy X and I got Final Fantasy VII. I didn't like that because like you could put in a PS1 memory card of the PS2 and you could, you know, play the PS1 games. I played Chrono Cross and I, after I played Chrono Trigger, I fucking love Chrono Cross so much. Um, I really, there was some I didn't get to. Like I actually, I got my PS2, the same one back from my ex literally like two weeks ago. Um, and I have a copy of Star Ocean until the end of time, which I bought and never played. So I need to get around to playing that. But I finally got to play Kingdom Hearts. I got to play Tales of the Abyss, which I love Tales of Symphonia on GameCube. And I love Tales of the Abyss, except there's way too much talking. And it's mostly a lot of walking back and forth between towns. I didn't realize but, you were a Tales fan. Yeah, Tales is great. Tales I had no is like, idea. Tales is fucking chicken noodle soup, man. Tales is good. Um, but yeah, there were just, there were some games that I got caught up on. I think I didn't. I wanted to play Wild Arms 3. I didn't actually get around to that, but I really wanted to play it. I, there were a lot of games I didn't ever get around to playing. Um, there were some that I did. I played um, I played Artemelico because I had been listening to the music on like YouTube. and st- or I don't know if YouTube. I guess YouTube was what I was listening to it on at the time. Um, and I love the music for the Artemelico games. Like It's so, so good. It's amazing. They like invented this whole other language for these games. But then you play it. And it's a weird anime bullshit with a lot of weird sexual innuendos, and it's not actually a good game. <laughs> but the music is incredible. It's so good. Um, so yeah, I got to I got to catch up on a lot of games on my PS2. And incidentally, I have not. I'm. I don't have a ton of disposable income. I don't. I'm not usually able to afford the newest consoles. Um, I had a PS4. My ex has it now. Um, so now, pretty much my only system, my new system, is a Nintendo Switch, which I, and my PC, which I love. Um, but I still have my PS2 now, and that is literally the only machine in my apartment that can play DVDs. So I still watch movies on my PS2. <laughs> <laughs> you know, w- when I think of PS2, there is one game that I think of more than any other game. And there are a lot of games I love on PS2, like, you know, from, you know, Final Fantasy X to, you know, it's all kinds of games. But there's one game on PS2 that I have really fond memories of, and that is Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Ooh, um, yeah. That game's be- great. Because 
Steve, did you ever play Prince of Persia? A little bit. It wasn't really one of my favorite games ever. One of the most interesting things mm. about Prince of Persia for me was I had never seen, like, the whole time mechanic had never yeah. been really used in a game like that before. And I remember just filling the hourglass up or filling the dagger up and then just rewinding time, running across walls and then rewinding time because I thought that was the coolest shit I had ever seen. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, like, um, you know, actually, you know what? Justin hasn't had really had much of a chance to cut on this. Justin, I want you to give us some PlayStation memories, man. Okay. So, um, when I was growing up, I wasn't really actually allowed to have consoles that weren't portables. I was eventually able to get a GameCube, uh, <laughs> when I got older, but in general, um, I wasn't able to actually own consoles of my own. My mom didn't like buying me anything gaming related. Um, but, you know, I had a lot of friends that had PlayStations and stuff. So, like, I played a lot of the big games um, uh, that the Play the PS1 and PS2 had. And it was, it kind of seemed more special because it felt like, oh, this is something that other people get to do that I'm not, <laughs> not allowed to. But, like, I remember, I still remember when I first saw Resident Evil 2. And when I first played Metal Gear Solid, like, that just, that oh, game that's my a mind. great one, yeah. That game, like... Because, like, that, that game that game kind of introduced me to, I'm like, oh, games can be, you know, more story-focused in a way that was different than the JRPGs and stuff that I had been playing. Um, like, that game blew my mind and has been a very formative game and series for me uh, ever since. And I still remember when I got my PS3, um, it was in 2008 when Metal Gear Solid 4 came out. Um, they had a bundle that included Metal Gear Solid 4, and it was the first, like, bundle that you could get with where the the controller actually had rumble. Because <laughs> um, remember, oh, yeah, the PS3 yeah. didn't have rumble at launch, and, like, that was one thing that uh, drove, me, um, drove me nuts, because that controller felt so, like, it felt so light and crappy without any kind of rumble in it. So I picked it up, and I actually didn't really want the system all that much. I just wanted to play Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, so I, I, I was planning on selling it uh, after I got it. Um, the only other game that I had wa I wanted to play on it at that point, I think, was uh, Resistance Fall of Man, um, which I did get and I liked. But um, I, I remember there was one day I was browsing the bargain bin uh, at a local... Um, uh, just a local like entertainment electronics store. Most of those chains have gone out of business <laughs> at this point. Um, and I found um, Uncharted. And I had not played it. I, I hadn't really heard much about it. Um, so good. I, uh, but I'd always been a big fan of like pulp adventure stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, ch I'll check this game out. That game blew my goddamn mind. <laughs> and ever since then, um, I don't think I've ever seen a company that has just their output has been so laser focused on my tastes as Sony's first party output has been like I I went over a list and basically in my top two games for almost the for basically the past 10 years has been at least one if not more like Sony developed and published games uh the PS3 eventually became my favorite system ever. And this was something I bought that, you know, I had wasn't planning on even keeping for a long time. Uh, 
I don't know. I I'm a real big PlayStation fan. It's probably no secret if you follow me on Twitter, you know, have heard, you know, my game tastes on this show. I never would have guessed um, that, dude. But um no, it it it's cool. In 25 years is a huge milestone. So, it'll be interesting to see where they go in the future. You know, we got PS5 looming soon. Um and I'm excited. Well, you know, speaking about the future, we got Finn. We have we have a lot John, of you're doing fun. the fucking thing again, Finn. Oh, Finn. oh, I sorry, sorry. I wasn't looking at the screen. I was looking. At, I was looking at something it's else. It's okay. I just, I just had one last thing to say, which was the the one year that I think no console has ever pulled off again, which was just utterly dominating everything for one holiday. It was 2001, the Christmas that Xbox and GameCube launched, and PlayStation was like. That's cool. You could buy a GameCube with Luigi's Mansion, or you could buy an Xbox with that Halo game, or you could buy Grand Theft Auto <laughs> 3, Gran Turismo 3, Final Fantasy 10, Devil May Cry, Jack and Daxter, Metal Gear Solid 2, and Ico. Jesus! It was, it was the most. They all released within like three months of each other. And I just remember as a kid going like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me! This is ridiculous. No game system has ever had that strong of an exclusive holiday lineup like ever again." It's we're donk. That's all I gotta say. That, I didn't We're actually donk. realize that all of that was one holiday season, yeah. and it was really the done. holiday season that the GameCube and Xbox launched. And Silent Hill Two, forgot that one. Ooh, that's a kind of a big one too. God yeah, damn. Yeah. That was so, a, yeah. the PS2 had the craziest first year of like anything yeah. i've ever seen well i mean it also like a, a lot of the ps2 sales were because it was the cheapest dvd player of on the course um, uh, yeah that's how i sold my parents on it yeah but um but i i, I do want to move on to yes. some of our questions here uh because we've got a lot of them uh and what actually, no hold on sorry before you change the subject what's happening in chat what are you're gifting somebody's, gift, somebody's gifting a shit a shitload of subs thank you so i don't know how to pronounce this uh, Deary GT or Deary yeah, uh, Thank you. Uh, gifted Maybe. ten subs to people uh, in the community. So thank you so oh, much. That is That's extremely awesome. kind. Thank you. Tons we all of got stuff. a new yeah, awesome. We got the sorry, John. Please continue. Thank you so much. Actually, for that. before no, we do no, questions, no, 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 it's fine. No, before we, we do know, questions, we um, I, I want to know if we wanted to talk about um the riot news. Which no, we're gonna, we're gonna pass I that. I think we 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 have that on the docket. I'll I'll throw out really quick. Um, Riot Games. So they they actually the this is a preliminary settlement. There's a preliminary settlement between Riot Games, which was sued by several former employees um, over issues of gender diversity, pay disparity, um, several other issues. Kotaku had that big expose a couple years ago, worth reading if you somehow missed it. Um, but they 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 had a preliminary settlement. Um, that was that came out a couple months ago, but it came out um, just a few days ago this week that the settlement um, is Riot's going to pay out ten thousand um, dollars to these women. Um, it is unfortunately ten million. Ten million, sorry, ten thousand is nothing. I think ten thousand is what it ended up being if you split it evenly between everybody involved, maybe. Um, but it, it the ten million is is given out between um, all the every woman employee of Riot since like twenty fourteen. Mm -hmm. um which uh i think it was polygon i believe that originally broke this that's or not polygon hollywood reporter somebody it, yeah I, it was, I don't know what up in front of me because i didn't think we were talking about it um i thought we were gonna move on i, I we were talking about it derek didn't see the chat so that's my yeah I, I can't because no, no, remember no, that's, that's, that, i know you're, yeah. you're streaming that's our bad um but basically th this is it's both good that they're having to suffer some consequence for this 
Um, the riots been saying vocally that they're trying to change their culture. I think there are many reasons to be skeptical of how, of how deep this is going. Also, $10 million split between that many people ends up not being very much depending on how long they were there. Um, so it's, it's a complex situation. Read up on it. Uh, be skeptical of Riot Games. Okay. I Sorry I derailed everything. No, Jesus, we, you can't it. see. God. It's worth mentioning, but yeah. It yeah. is. It is. But we but aside from the good news there, you know, we don't want to give Riot too much of our too much of our airtime because they're still extremely problematic. Um we do have a ton of questions. And actually, you know what? The first one is for Steve. Um from at Forever Classic 105 on Twitter. Mm. Steve. Mm. Alex wants to know what sort of accessibility features are you looking for in the next console generation? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, the weird thing is that accessibility has come <laughs> to the point that I'm not really looking for accessibility features to be on the console level. I'm looking for them to continue to be in game. So we saw Xbox bring in their system wide accessibility, and that's great. You can remap things. But the problem with that still is that once you change your X to a Y, then it's that in every single game. So if they made it where the system was smart enough to know that you're only changing a system-wide accessibility feature for a specific game, that would be fantastic. But at the moment, system-wide is still not the solution that I, nor Able Gamers, recommend. It's, it's, it's sort of a, a last-stop-gap safety measure for developers that either don't care or don't care about putting in accessibility. Uh, so uh, I'm not, as, as much of a cop-out answer as that sounds, I'm not really looking forward to the next systems being uh, more accessible. The only thing I'm looking forward to is games continuing to do their part and be more accessible because they want to be. Hey, Steve, may I ask you a somewhat related question? Nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did you think of, and you may have already been aware, but I know they made them public and I wasn't sure if that oh. was different from things you were aware of. What did you think of Xbox's publicizing its accessibility guidelines for developers uh, earlier last week, I think? This week? So it was, it was really kind of interesting. Um, our um, Able Gamers includifications, uh, accessible.games uh, was mentioned many times. So, so APX, um, accessible player experiences is the documentation research that came out uh, from Able Gamers. You can go see it at accessible.games. And they mentioned it many times in their uh, guidelines. Uh, that said, you know, we, we tend to tell people don't lean on guidelines. Guidelines are great for testing, but not for designing. Uh, we, we much prefer people to think about accessibility as a mindset, as, you know, how do I how do I use personas? How do I, you know, uh, Jimmy Smith also has a disability. What would I do if, if Jimmy only had one hand? So that kind of situation, uh, you know, and, and what I love about what our research team did is they came out with some amazing ways for people to use these uh, design patterns to figure that stuff out. So uh, super proud uh, to be a part of Xbox's attempt at a guidelines. Uh, at the same time, kind of still like our own. Well, you know, Fair. Steve, one thing uh, one thing I really hope that is addressed as far as accessibility goes next generation is um, uh, as, uh, Steve Saylor, uh, who is a friend of mine, uh, is legally blind. Yep. And and for uh, for a while now, he and I have had have had discussions about text size in mm-hmm. games. 
Um, and I think a really egregious example of that is um, Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. I Fire love... fucking Emblem is yeah. too small. I love Fire Emblem, don't get me wrong, but playing that system, playing that game, it's bad enough on a television, but when you're playing it undocked, holy fucking shit. And there is no slider or text size option for... I have 2020 with my yeah. glasses on and I can't read I can't read it. A bunch of other people cannot read it. It's good it's, lord. It's unbelievable. So so Steve, I guess I'm wondering, just as mm. kind of like a long question, as somebody who worked with Microsoft to develop the mm. Xbox adaptive controller, yeah. how can how can advocates for accessibility in games petition uh Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo to pay more attention to the fact that not everybody can play everything and to, to kind of like level the playing field for everybody. Well, let's just be blunt since this is uh, that kind of podcast. It's fucking inexcusable that in this day and age, font change size is not an option in every damn yep. game that there is on the market. It's 2020. This is th this was an excuse that we got that was borderline acceptable back when I first went to Rockstar in 2013. They explained, you know, with uh, geographical changes, the font size was a problem because in American, it would be this size and, you know... Uh, American. I'm super tired. In English, it'll be this. It'll be this size, and in you know Chinese, it would be huge and all the way off the screen. Okay, sure, I get that. But now we're smart enough to be able to figure out ways around that. So there's no excuse. If you uh, are somebody out there who cares about accessibility or just cares about being able to read the freaking text on the screen, then just tweet them and email them and get onto their forums. The especially now. Uh, publishers, in particular, but developers as well, are under huge pressure to start complying with accessibility. There is a giant wave of, of people pushing that way. And the more people that add their voice to it, the more powerful that wave becomes. And I think that's really important, not just for everybody in this podcast, but for everybody in chat room, is that there are, there are individuals out there right now who, who want to play and can't. And it's, a, it's incumbent upon everybody, not just yep. people with disabilities, but people who don't have disabilities to raise your voices and tell the industry that we need to do better. We need to we need to do a lot better, like Steve just said. It's two thousand it's almost two thousand twenty and I've had And it's fucking infuriating yeah. when yeah. when small small low low budget indie games can do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um and people with piles and piles of money can't manage it. Yeah, I've, it's it's beyond the pale. I've brought this up before um on this subject, but I really do think for abled people uh who are uh not who are who are curious about this stuff and don't feel well educated um if you want a very easy introduction to a lot of these subjects uh mark brown at game makers toolkit did a, a fantastic series of videos on uh different categories from things like um you know visual impairment to um audio impairment to uh, executive uh dysfunction um and and things of, of those various sorts uh to um, kind of explain ways that some games fail and do good at adapting to uh, people with disabilities. So uh, again, if, you, if you're curious about a subject, you want to maybe become a little better educated, like that's a good entry point, I will say. Very bite-sized so, and digestible. Not only are you correct, but Imran brings up a great point in the chat where Spyro literally did not put subtitles in the remake of Spyro. Oh, oh really? Because... Because and wait for it, because they didn't want to ruin the nostalgia, because accessibility didn't exist. What? They just turned the subtitles off. Like it right. fucking sense. So, so uh, it was it, it was because of fan demand. It was because 
of of organizations like Able Gamers and very loud advocates that made a lot of noise that they felt enough pressure that they did it because they mm -hmm. didn't want to. So the fact, the yeah. fact that we're still there yep. is so sad. Like it's it's I didn't, 2020 and I didn't hear the well, nostalgia argument. I just heard I, I just heard them be like, "There's no industry standard for subtitles yeah so, I so like like i remember hearing yeah. them be like oh there's no standard so we just didn't <laughs> make one bitches yeah the the uh you, you, somebody could go Sorry. search my twitter because I, I i did tweet about it at the time but essentially in one of their articles they they uh answered the accessibility question to an able-bodied journalist uh with the answer of yeah we, we didn't want to ruin the original aesthetic so, uh, you know, that's why every character feel, design was so. completely redone from scratch into completely drastically different characters. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but what do I know? Lordy. Was was the was the actual answer that you know they didn't have Q and A time or that they didn't have time to test it? Maybe, but the answer that they gave was that they threw accessibility under the bus. So yeah. that's not acceptable. So I mean. Well. You know, what else, what if else? the idea is to bring back a game yeah. so that more people can play it, including those who played it originally and those who didn't get a chance the first time, maybe yep. consider that you want more people to play it. That's, that's, that's totally true. And, and the only awesome. two things I'd like to add on to that real quick, I know please. we're pressed for time. No, no, please. No, please. go ahead. Number one, um, I, I, you know... I, I've got I got a lot of Twitter follows, but I know I've also got some mutes under my belt, and that's because I'm I'm pretty loud and boisterous on Twitter. And sometimes some of our our mutual friends have have said, Steve, you get you get aggressive sometimes on Twitter, and I do because sometimes you have to yell at these companies for doing wrong. And even someone in my place doesn't have enough clout to be able to tell them they need to do this without people joining in. And I have to rile Twitter up, and other advocates have to rile Twitter up, and we've begun to realize that when we go to these meetings, the PR people who control those accounts are sitting right there, and they tell the people who make the decisions, yeah, we're hearing this a lot on Twitter. It's really getting annoying, and it makes them change their decisions. So if, you, if you're sitting listening to this podcast or if you're just telling one of your friends, you know, ah, my tweet doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It really does. I, I um, greatly dislike the attitude as well that, uh, you know, oh, well, you know, your your message is important, but you just fight a little too aggressively for it. Like on something this something that is important, you should you should fight. You should get aggressive. You're because, not protesting the right way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the tone policing, oh, yeah. you know, like yeah. anybody who mutes you because you're not saying it the way they want to hear it. That's not the problem. The problem is that they don't want to hear what you have to say, and that's just a convenient excuse to tune you out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw that out there. terrible jokes, not because of my yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'll say this: I, I can't relate. I don't know what I, I don't know what it's like to be a great. Like I, I am extremely yes, passive. Yes, I'm going to stop you right so fucking there. <laughs> his own mic cut. His own <laughs> mic cut him off yeah. so that he didn't even Deep say. Derek, it. voice of shame. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, and... anyway, Imran says I muted John because he kept tweeting fake game announcements. Ah! I mean, you knew they were fake because they were coming. 
from John. I mean, like John's like, oh yeah, Metroid announcement. Yeah, that's not happening. Man, <laughs> shut up. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the world that we're in, and, and you know, oh uh, man, I feel like y'all are such a silly fun game cast, and I always come with the serious. I don't mean to, but uh, no, no, just please don't apologize. We invite you on because we think that your message is important, and that you are also an extremely enjoyable and entertaining well, human being, and we yes. want both of those things on See? our podcast. Rev, that's True. why I like you the best. Life. Uh, so. <laughs> Steve, I'm a big fan of you too. Oh, so, uh, but you know, uh, oh, shucks, Buster. Oh, um, but no, I mean, just like I was tweeting out right before the podcast, the thing that got me mad. Uh, you know, TikTok has uh, announced that they uh. were they were censoring people with disabilities, queer, LGBT, even fat what? people. Wait, because oh yep, yeah, we're gonna, it's on my Twitter. Uh, they were they were censoring people and not showing their videos to other people because. And this is a Facebook quote. Facebook was doing the same thing, saying that some people find disability disturbing. And and the reason I'm bringing this up is because most of us here are are very strong advocates for what I call you know progress for the for the right as I'll call it uh, the right right the right agendas anyway. Um, and you know. Uh, People, I think, sometimes like to think that with the ADA and 2020 and, you know, these things are going away. They're not. Uh, there are still people in very powerful positions that will censor the crap out of stuff that they don't want to hear, including when you fight for the right to be heard. So, you know, if you are if you happen to fall in any of the categories I just left, that just listed, uh, your TikToks probably were never seen. That's disgusting yeah, they tweet so. the, and, and their reasoning was when i read the article is that they uh they, 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 it's kind of like when activision said to keep nostalgia their reason that they were going for that they said was we didn't want them to get cyber bullied so we just didn't give them a platform that oh, was fuck oh. the real reason i mean tiktok is a chinese owned company and we know that a lot of Chinese companies have very regressive policies about LBGTQ people and um, various, um, you know, types of minorities and stuff. And hey, that's we don't want to look at queer, fat, and disabled yeah. people. That's what it is. Yep. <laughs> Free Hong Kong, China. That's all I gotta say. That's so, that's, Stop I, fucking that's harvesting the organs of Iger people. I, just, I had, uh, yeah. John has been permanently banned from all of Blizzard. Uh. I have, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I'm done now. Twitch is probably going to shut the stream down now. Um, we actually have another question for Steve. Um, nope. From, uh, nope, Steve, you got to answer this one. And and uh, boy, oh boy, some people in chat and on the podcast are not going to like it. At okay. Keyman Plays Games wants to know, I would like to know Steven Spawn's official statement on whether popcorn is a dessert. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. The people have to know. I see. I have uh, infected the discourse uh, further. Uh, but it's Zach's fault. He's not even uh, here to. Take yeah, this. homeless wizard isn't even here. I know that was very sad for me, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll let it. We'll let him know that you missed him and I, his no, terrible I, opinions about popcorn. I miss making fun of his. Don't forget, and, I'm um, here too. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Steve. Uh, so, uh, so I'm going to answer it this way. Uh, caramel popcorn is a dessert, and salted popcorn is a snack. You know what? There you go. Fine. You know what? Yep, I'm that's... a I'm a believer that dessert is just a snack with an appointment. 
Uh, hot dog is popcorn. a sandwich. Correct. Yeah, popcorn. that's I'm right. I'm there. Yes. Okay, first of all, popcorn. Yes. I'm sorry. Hot dog is not a sandwich. Yeah, it it's is. A sandwich. It absolutely is. A hot dog is not a sandwich. We, we're not. So we're not doing this. John, I am, I am leaving if we're doing If you get a sub Does line, know? right? Does if you get a sub, a lot of sub John? sandwiches no. are still connected. They're just a big bun. God. No, what? sandwiches are separate. The bread is separate. So is a sub what not a sandwich? sandwich anyway, would you, would anyway, you call I a sandwich a I hot dog? Would I you don't, call a sandwich I, a hot dog? No, I because I wouldn't call a sandwich this. a Reuben That's, either. There's okay, types I'm trying of sandwiches. To look up, I'm trying to look up other... I, 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 so, I want to do got, this I've, so I've little. Got, I'm trying I've, to find other questions. I've got the questions. Here's one. I didn't say a thing about hot dogs. I don't know what you're talking about. No one said anything. I'm a mind reader. Uh, at, Scotty, at Scotty underscore J underscore wants to know, given the opportunity to remake any game of your choosing, what would you choose and what major change would you make? And he also says hot dogs are not. Uh, Steve, we'll start with you. <laughs> well, I can't answer that question because hot dog is a sandwich. Um, <laughs> if I could remake any any video game, oh, man. Um, you know, I... Gosh, uh, I, I got I got to give it to the, to the old Star Wars galaxies. I would I would remake that in a heartbeat. Oh, that's and a spicy choice. That's good. I, I would remake the old Star Wars. I would not allow uh, Smedley to come anywhere near it, and uh, <laughs> it would it would succeed, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, it would it would grow, and it would have better numbers in the well. So <laughs> there you go. He went he went on to do H one Z one, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh no, dude, that's a great answer. Um, I, I think the answer is everybody already knows, but I may come. Uh, really your like your mic said. No. I didn't need to hear your what mic, you said. Your it was, it was Final Fantasy. Said. Said. Yeah, I know what yeah, he no. said, but his yeah, mic I would. <laughs> I would silence. I would remake Final Fantasy VI with HD 2D sprites and an orchestrated soundtrack. That's what I would change. I would change. I'm glad it. you're sticking with 2D. I'm glad that you think that, yes. that it does not need 3D. Octopath Traveler style. It doesn't want like like say what you want about Octopath game, but I, I love it. But it was visually just incredibly yeah. beautiful and. I, I thought that... when I first saw the very first like reveal trailer for Octopath Traveler, there was about five or ten seconds where I thought, "Wait, is this FF6 remade?" For a second, I I was flipping the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. but but I would I, I would not change anything but the visual style. I don't think that kind of game needs a 3D overhaul like Final Fantasy VII is getting. I think that would ruin the whole point of the game. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what I, I would and I would just the only thing I would add is the orchestrated soundtrack. Uh, other than that, that game is fucking perfect. Finn. Ooh, come back to me. I'm still debating my head okay. which one I want to go with. This is Rat. brutal. Yes. Okay. So I got I I feel like I come back to a lot of the same stuff on this podcast before, but I think I know I've said this before. I would remake Chrono Cross. Um, hmm. I I think Chrono Cross is a good game that people did not like in the moment because they were expecting a direct Chrono Trigger sequel. I also think it had some problems that could be solved in a remake. Um. I think like I think its soundtrack is beautiful. I think its visuals are beautiful, but upgraded could be even more beautiful. Um, I think its battle system needs some help, and I think I would I would keep the same basic plot. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't change the plot dramatically, but I think I would add like like tweaks to it. Like I would re I would go over the writing like like to make it like cleaner and less like 
I guess like weird and and kind of rambling. Like I guess I would transition dragons a little bit easier. Like make it make a little bit more sense with what all Rev, is going Rev, on. Rev, do you think it's the writing or the local? Um, I, well, having not played the original Japanese, um, regardless, I would improve it. Um, I would also, I think I would want to add, like, so the th one thing I liked about Chrono Trigger, kind of in retrospect, is the extra, because I played it on the DS, the extra dungeons that were added that kind of tied it into Chrono Cross a little bit. Yeah. Um, I would add, like, a little bit of additional content, not like a ton, not like a massive overhaul, but maybe like an extra dungeon or something, just to sort of tie it in a little bit more tightly with Chrono Trigger, or maybe... I guess, I guess alternatively kind of suggest more clearly in the text that it's an alternate, it's one possibility of a Chrono Trigger future, not the thing that happens specifically. Hmm. Um, and I think that would be interesting. I, I think Chrono, Trigger, Chrono Cross is a beautiful game. I think it would benefit greatly from sort of revisiting it and trying again with a little bit more modern perspective. Great answer, Reb. Great answer. Finn, you look like you had your hand up. Yes, I, I, I don't know why I didn't think of it immediately. The answer is Blade Runner on PC because it deserves a remake so people can actually play one of the greatest adventure games ever made. Yeah, there's uh, very there's not very many ways to play that now, right? I don't think there's any. And there's you, none. <laughs> there's there's actually none. Play it anymore? You, you can do some crazy stuff to your uh, computer to allow, like, an emulator like the actual disc to run i think uh from last i heard but it's tough because it's it's tough to emulate too right like yeah. i mean i own the physical game still and i can't play it <laughs> Oof, that sucks <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to laugh dude but that just sucks ah so good westwood studios i miss you uh if, if, do you have anything you would change about it then? uh i would actually love I would love if they added a epilogue scenario that skipped time skip to Blade Runner twenty uh um oh Blade Runner the sequel twenty something something forty nine twenty forty nine there we go I would love to see what happens to all the characters in the world Roy uh and everyone uh during that movie because the first game took place concurrently with the original with your character on his own mission but coming across. Uh, situations either before or after Decker did in the movie and it was a really cool way to do a licensed game that didn't have the same problems of other licensed games which was we have to just follow the plot of the movie and you play along with it it was you're in the same world your story is happening at the same time but you're not actually playing through the movie Blade Runner it's just taking place in that world so I'd like to see them do an epilogue chapter with uh, Blade Runner 2049 interesting great answer dude uh Justin I think um, this is a tough one, but one that I've been thinking about lately, I think, is the original Half-Life. Because I think it's over 20 years old at this point. Um, like, that's a 1998-ass game. Uh, but, um, like, I think bringing it back, like, with a modern sensibility could be really cool. Because there is that blend of puzzle-solving, action, and horror that you know would be really unique i think um and could be done a whole lot better and blended a whole lot better um today um and i think i think it'd be really well you cut out real I, bad there just at the end <laughs> i uh, stopped talking and then nobody else said anything no no because, because you sounded like uh, i i thought you said cool as your last that, cut out so i wasn't sure if you were gonna, done talking 
Yeah, there's some there are some there are some spicy OG near uh, opinions happening. In no, the it's chat not right. spicy to think that OG near was an incredible game, John. It's pretty spicy. I just want to throw out there: I've not played near. My my knowledge of near is limited to a little bit that I understand from near automata, and then reading a translation of the near book about Yoko Taro, the book about Yoko Taro, where it su- tries to summarize the plot, but it's in translation, and I don't love the translation work in that book. Um, don't try to summarize the plot of all three Dragon Guard games and both Nier games in one go. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bit tra- It's literally everything good that Nier Automata did, Nier did, other than, uh, other than gameplay. So. so what do you think is more complicated to explain to somebody? The Dragon Guard Nier plotline or Kingdom Hearts? Well, Kingdom Hearts, well, for sure. Right, well, hold on. Before we even get down, well, Derek's to give his Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that Kingdom over. Hearts more complicated, Nier more weird. Yeah. Um, okay yeah i'll sign oh uh, yeah i'll endorse that so here's the thing i got two that i cannot pick between okay if i may be greedy shit um if i have to pick one i'm gonna go i'm gonna give westwood some more love um and i would love to see Knox remade um literally just more modern sensibilities um it's an old top-down kind of diablo-like but a little faster paced very funny very quirky and weird uh, fantasy, like isometric action RPG. Um, just bring it back and update it in that like Diablo one to Diablo three kind of vein. Um, it's great. It's funny. It's it's very creative. Um, all three classes had completely different stories and campaigns, which was great. Um, you know, I mean, Westwood, miss you. Um, right? Oh, Westwood, yeah. man. So that's that's uh, so it, it's I, I mentioned Knox. Uh, oh, Finn. okay. Yeah, just update Knox in like the way that Diablo has been updated. Like, just give me Knox or give give me more of that would be good. Um, also, remake Riven as a walking simulator. That's the sequel to Mist, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, hmm. uh, Mist is a game I would love to see like a full walking sim- like like a full three D remake of. Uh, but um, so we we are kind of bumping up. Uh, against our time here. We've got so many questions to answer. We can save some of these for next week or we can save them for the morning podcast next week. Uh, but we'll go ahead and we will start to wrap it up here. Steve, this is like the third time you've been on. And, um, you know, you're you're more than just the, the COO to, of Able Gamers to us. You're, you're, you're a friend of all of us and you're a very, very personal friend to me. And uh, you were, you know, as, as somebody who was able, I never, I hadn't really given much thought to the issue with accessibility in games until I met you. And I am not only incredibly thankful for that, I'm incredibly thankful for your friendship. Uh, and so Steve, I, it's just such a, such a, a blessing to have you on and uh, please come back again soon, man. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's been fun. Um, it's, it's always fun to get uh, into fights against trolls with John on Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I look forward to uh you helping to carry a wheelchair up the 95 flights of stairs to KFG sometimes. Um, if you tell me, and I, t- I told Steve this in a, uh, in a DM, if, if we can find a way to get you out to San Francisco to get you on Kind of Funny, I will fly out there to help carry you up the stairs. I, I can't wait for it to be a thing. Uh, I will, I would, that, I'm making a pledge right now. I appreciate that, yeah. Uh, no, it's, 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 it's always great to, to come back and hang out, um, you know. Uh, the the strange thing about um my able gamers work is that it's always so uh serious and 
there's it's it's a it's a weird because it's video games are a fun subject but i often have to be very very serious in it and uh i think sometimes people are a little shocked when they see uh when i appear on a gaming podcast like this or my own streaming uh because uh, i'm i'm super down with the dick jokes and you know it's just it's just it's nice it's nice to do something else other than be serious um so, you're on the right podcast Steve. i know that's <laughs> so i mean you know where, where else do i get to to talk about sandwiches being hot dogs um so uh i i appreciate that um and the opportunity and definitely we'll come back again if uh john's uh check clears from this time we'll have to see look at look at what imran put in chat uh, imran, imran. Yeah. <laughs> that's right i'm so proud of him wow wow so uh so we'll go ahead and wrap it up here <laughs> um, well, not really remind so much as announced. We are going to do a community game night uh, this weekend. Uh, I haven't quite decided what it's going to be, uh, but I will put that out in the Discord tomorrow. Uh, and uh, you can find Stephen right there uh, at Stephen's spot. He's, he's spamming his Twitter handle right there. It is right there. You can find and uh, and please, uh, if you can, um, uh, check out their booth uh, in the Diversity Lounge at uh, all major PAX events. Um, the Able Gamers booth—they do great work. Steve does great work. Uh, and uh, does anybody have anything else before we sign off here? I just uh, also go wonder... ahead and spell out Stephen's channels just in case people are listening and not watching. Oh, uh, right. No, that's a good point. So it's uh, it's at Stephen S P O H N Stephen Stephen with a V. Stephen with a V. That's the a good correct point. way to spell it. Stephen with a V. Yeah, we don't we don't fuck around with that with right. that pH stuff here. That's like right. that's that's not how you. That's yeah. Stefan. Exactly. That's Stefan. Thank, thank you. That's why I like you. See, thank you. Exactly. No, that's Stefan, not Stephen. Uh, but if nobody has uh, if nobody has anything else, uh, it's wait. Hold on a minute. Imran says, "Remember that John ended the Smash Live last." Day. Okay, let's let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear, Imran, we had been playing Smash for over an hour, like an hour and a half, and I was oh, like, hey, a whole hey, hour. hey, no, no, hold on now, hold on. Lottie dog. I was like, okay, okay. game night, all right, guys, everybody, thanks for coming, have a great night, and then, as everybody was leaving, after I left, after I left, Imran joined the lobby. I bet he could kick your ass. He probably yeah. couldn't grab it, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm pretty good at Smash, so let's do this, let's do this, fuck it. This weekend's community game night is Smash. It's going to be Smash. Imran, I will tell you what the time is. I and, and you know what? You can even DM me, Imran, and tell me what day and time works best for you, and we will work around that, and I will be there. Five bucks on Imran. Kick that, his that's ass. Fine. That's fine. Everybody can put their money on Imran if they want. That's perfectly acceptable to me. Okay? <laughs> but Imran, send me a DM, and, and we will. Imran's taking bets right now. We will we will set up a time and I'll even stream it. I'll even stream community game night. That's all I'm saying, guys. <laughs> we love everybody in chat. Thank you so much for showing up. And uh, it's not always poetry, and we don't always agree, but we always keep it real. So until next week, please be kind to each other, have fun, and we'll see you later.